0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In this week's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, we talk about the retirement of Texas Tech Chancellor Robert Duncan. Talk about some Texas Tech news, especially football news coming from the scrimmage. We continue our preseason previews and predictions for games 7 through 12. And in a mailbag edition, uh, we talk about some updated quarterback starting odds, cord cut errors, corner, and what we learned. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Welcome back to another week of the 23 Personnel Podcast, podcast where... Despite our best efforts, we still get screwed over by A i I'm your host Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. This may be an episode. If you have children listening, that you need to pull out the earmuffs.
1: We might have to mute a little. Uh, I have to say, I'm on a, I'm, I'm a bit of a sugar rush because Spencer brought a big red over here, and I've, I've already drank the entire thing. So I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm loaded.
0: Lo- I'm loaded to the gills. I'm pacing myself with my diet under <laughs> pepper, and your
1: big red is long gone. It's gone. It's it's way gone. So we are recording
0: obviously on Tuesday night. News broke this afternoon following the surprise retirement of Texas Tech Chancellor Robert Duncan that maybe there was some interference or some uh some sway from South Texas to get Mr. Duncan to retire.
1: Yes, uh there's on on Chad Hastie's show this morning who Full disclosure, uh, we are friends, so I do like I do like Chad, and I show some favoritism there.
0: He, he does interact with us like on the regular. Sure, yeah, which is cool
1: because he's a legit radio host. He time. is. We're
0: just some schmoes with the podcast. Yeah,
1: we're just guys sitting at uh, what what is this twenty three personnel HQ North. Yes, we're, we're, we're back, back at, at HQ North this back week. At HQ North,
0: HQ South will be maybe next week. For the for the draft, which I'm excited about, man.
1: Yeah, me um. too. Uh, but Chad mentioned this morning on the show, well before the the big news hit, he he had some had some pretty strong words for the uh, board of regents, and I think he had kind of inklings or hints that they could have been the ones to have enforced this decision, and that if if it is them, that they should step forward and say why or what their reasonings were. And so uh, later on, Jay Leeson on Twitter, who's sometimes
0: he's a host, he's a host of an A and M. Sorry, whoa, whoa, A M. Po- te- Texas politics talk show. Yeah, uh, the other politics, side of Texas. Yeah, other side of Texas. Um, he's been a Texas Tech athletics fan for a while. He and I actually were uh, Twitter followers and. Twitter buds, back yeah. like six or seven years ago.
1: And if you guys saw the the article in the Dallas Morning News a while back about Tech getting the vet school, and how it was kind of a, you know, it was an opinion piece, but it was about how AM and Tech are butting heads a little bit. Uh, Jay Leeson, uh, he had his name on that article, so he he's tweeted out some stuff. He, he's he he gets uh, some stuff from Rager Dykes. He, he likes to tweet those out. Um, he tweeted out. riding that, that, that wave right week and a half or so. Uh, and there's been, uh, you know, he had one tweet that wasn't completely accurate. He had informations claiming that, I forgot how many banks were going to uh, file a suit on Rager Dykes, but that didn't actually come through. But anyway, I think, w- all that to say, I, I think what he's tweeted this afternoon when stuff really hit the fan at about five was that he was told... Uh, I'll just read the tweet verbatim. He said, I'm told by very credible sources that Secretary Perry, that's Rick Perry, conducted effort to oust Duncan on behalf of a ms John Sharp. Four of the five, and he's talking about the Regents, were then Governor Rick Perry appointees, Francis Hammonds, Stymonts, and Long. The fifth, Huckabee, was appointed to another position by Perry. So he's... Uh,
0: Unless we forget that Rick Perry is an A&M Aggie.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Die hard through and through. So if if that's true, if there was some sort of, I don't want to say conspiracy, but a a, a form of, uh, man, I I can't, just unethical wheeling and dealing behind the scenes to get someone out so that they wouldn't have a competing vet school, then I don't. I don't know what to think of that. Aside from what Chad was talking about earlier, if if, if this is not the case, or even if it is the case, the border regents should uh, state their opinion, state their why they voted the way they did, and um, you know we should call for their resignation if they're doing things that are not for. The good of Texas Tech University, and for political reasons, and people keep bringing up, well, what is their leverage? You know, what did yeah, like what, what are they going to get in return? And I, I what don't does know. Rick
0: Perry have on these five men.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Because or does he have some cush federal job or federal appointee uh, position that he could give them that would elevate where they are right now? I, I don't understand. So we're, the we're, we're motivation obviously- aside from just. Uh, Loyalty to A and M, or some sort of reward that we're unaware of at this point.
0: Yeah, so we're obviously drawing the the extension of this that without Robert Duncan, Texas Tech will either stop or falter in their their um, efforts to open a a vet school. Right, um, and that because of these five uh, board of regents, that they were able to remove Duncan, and that I, I guess would they have. In the next person, I would assume?
1: I would guess so. I would assume it yeah. would have to be approved by the Board of Regents. Um, so I, but that's just...
0: They've obviously sent a message that they, for some reason, don't want Texas Tech to pursue a, a veterinary school.
1: Yes. If, and, if all these reports are true, that's that seems to be exactly what they're indicating. And, and the only way to get them out is to petition the governor, I think. Yeah, and so they're appointed by if, the if you've governor got,
0: If you've got five of your nine regents acting to the detriment of the university, like they've got to go. Yes. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know how we as you know Texas Tech fans or even just alum like you, you throw the sports out of this. You know, I I love my university far more than than I love Texas Tech sports.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shocker, maybe. <laughs> But no, I mean, like these guys—they're—they're—they're they're, they're trying to influence the future of this university because Rick Perry has some kind of influence over them. It's—I don't know—it's—it's it's frustrating, maddening. They are embarrassing themselves; they're embarrassing the university. I was when this came out this afternoon. I was working on putting some furniture together in our 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 soon-to-be guest room. And like, so there were some things that I was having a a problem with actually putting the furniture together, but like I was screaming at the furniture because- This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
0: I could stay here forever.
1: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today.
0: I was also fuming mad about what was happening with this because it was strange that we heard of Duncan's retirement announcement the week before school starts. Like, that's not a time for a chancellor to be retiring. Well, not only that, but he gave
1: two weeks. It was basically a two-week notice, just like you're leaving your... You know, you worked as a claims adjuster at an insurance agency, and you're just turning in your two weeks. He's not that old. No. He's not, like, retiring for health reasons. He's not, like you said, he he gave two weeks. not
0: like, say, I'm going to finish out this upcoming school year, help find the replacement, and then move on. It was like, I'm out in two weeks, which sounds like either something... Serious had come up that right. we don't know about. right? Or these five men were kind of pushed to, kind of push Duncan to retirement, force him out.
1: Well, and that was a couple of other things that surfaced, which uh, I don't even want to repeat who said them, but there were some other rumors about mis- misappropriating funds or something like that. And I don't think anybody believed that for a second, especially uh, tech alumni or people even... Uh, who's who's interacted with Robert Duncan. Uh, I don't think anybody really believed that, and it's unfortunate that that even came out. But it's it just seems, it, it reeks of just some sort of ousting that means that he was forced out before he was ready. Uh, he's forced out before Tech is ready. I mean, Tech's got to find a new chancellor. Tech has to scramble now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, just, it's just ridiculous.
0: I mean, this is not something that... It's not that there was some kind of miss um, sorry, not miss, just like inappropriate behavior on his part that Larry like like he was found with a student. Or yeah, nothing like no, that. No, no of nothing course. Nothing like that at all. Where it just like kinda of hush hush me to kinda of move him out of his position. Like he until this afternoon looked like he was stepping down on his own accord. Right. I, I just to to think that A and M through Rick Perry has say over what our the texas tech board Reach does is infuriating yep because one they are the biggest whiners in the, on the planet they run away from any competition obviously because they refuse to play any big 12 schools bringing it back to sports they will they will dodge us in bowl games when it's their draw for us for sorry a big 12 uh bowl game which is how we we ended up playing at LSU a, a couple of years ago a 9 and 3 LSU team playing a 6 and or 7 and 5 Texas Tech team. That was not the matchup that should have happened. Oh no. No, it, it should have been a 6 and 6 A&M or, or 7 and 5 A&M versus a 7 and 5 Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, that was uh, because but the they, SEC gets to decide. They
0: they whined to the conference and said, no, we don't want to do that and so they they got the the bowl alignment changed and got LSU in there and Anyways, they're they have shown their their willingness to duck us on the on the playing field. Now they're trying to avoid any kind of competition um in terms of school and providing those resources to the rest of the state. And it's not just hurting Texas Tech. This is hurting the industry and those students across the this area, this region, not West Texas, but like the Southern United States, looking to get into a vet school,
1: A and M's overloaded. There's only a handful of other schools. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's one in I, I'm, there's one in Colorado, and I think. I think Oklahoma State might have one, or there's one in the state of Oklahoma for sure. But uh, I'm not sure if New Mexico has one. I I would doubt that they do. I don't think they do. So you would get, I would imagine, uh, a lot of folks from. New Mexico, uh, and there's a lot of ranchers in New Mexico, and a lot of uh, cattle out there. Depending on where you are, so I, I, I do think it's a it's more than just hey, we're trying to put our foot down and make a name. It's it's we're, we're tech is trying to meet a need and, and finding someone. Yeah, and A and M's. I, I kind of think it comes down to money, even though A and M has more money than some small countries probably, so I I don't think it's... I don't don't see
0: how they'd be worried about money since they're getting some of the public... What's that, the the permanent
1: The Permanent University Fund, yeah. Which
0: is given to Texas state schools, but somehow Texas Tech is not on that receiving... It's actually just...
1: It's it's it's, A&M
0: and UT, and that's it. Yeah, and they're sharing, like, billions of dollars from... Oil industry, tons of it. Here in the Permian Basin, that they're just...
1: Yeah. It irks me at, you know, at... I don't think I'm releasing classified information, but at work, uh, what I do for work is somewhat in the energy business, and a lot of the land we deal with has University of Texas system written all over it, and it just always irks me, knowing that all this infrastructure and all this stuff is going in, and they're getting all this money for it, and uh, we're not seeing a dime, (laughs) even though it's... (laughs) In our backyard, and people live in Lubbock because they can't find a house in Midland. Yet, Texas Tech gets no direct benefit from oil found in the Permian Basin or Delaware Basin or any of that. So,
0: we actually were able to get through that topic without any profanity. So, we no, made it. No earmuffs required, no explicit content tag required for this episode. Let's move on to some Texas Tech. Athletics related news Yes Um, It was announced When was this Last week On Friday I think Uh, Texas Tech announced Some contract extensions For some coaches Namely Tim uh, Tim Tadlock Uh, I'm going to blank On their first names Tom Petty (laughs) Richard Petty (laughs) Todd Petty Todd Petty (laughs) I don't know man Sands And Wes Kitley Yeah Greg Sands Greg Sands So um, the, The The Sorry the details on the Tadlock, Tadlock contract is now a um, seven-year, $7 million agreement going through 2025. So he's going to be making, uh, right? obviously, right around a $1 million a year. Um, in terms
1: of baseball coaches, that's... Is that up there? Is oh, it's way up there. Great, good. I mean, he, he deserves it, every bit of it.
0: And I think the compensation for the other four also puts them... Towards the top of their categories, uh, kind of moving them into the untouchable realm, or just makes it really difficult for another school to come get them. Um, I guess I'm just really excited for these guys. We're excited that Texas Tech was able to nail them down. I think there's one more guy I think I'd like to see add on that list is Tom Stone, okay, yeah, women's I soccer coach because he's done some fantastic things with that program.
1: He has it, and what I like is are the length of the contracts. Yeah. I, Maybe I'm used to seeing football or you know football teams besides uh teams based out of college station sign contracts with their coaches for like three years you know five years is long uh but yeah, tadlock signed a seven year contract Kitley signed five, Greg Sands signed six, and Todd Petty signed five so that that's good to see those links uh It's also nice to to know that you know, if if you're in Lubbock, Texas and you're making three hundred and twenty five thousand a year like Wes Kiley is, you're gonna be doing all right. You're gonna be having a a pretty good uh pretty good setup there for you and your family. So I hope that these guys can stick around as long as they're allotted on their contract and uh you know, the Board of Regents okayed that. Uh Surprisingly, they weren't going to screw the university. There, <laughs> they were waiting. Aables. They were picking their moment. <laughs> but it's it's good to have uh, some levity there on on many of the coaching situations here. So, 15 minutes
0: in, let's talk some football. Right, I'm ready.
1: All right, Markle um, Badger football. All right, I've got the. Wait, wait. So I brought, the, I brought the, the Dave Campbell's Texas football. I totally derailed bug. Spencer. I know he was ready to talk tech football, but oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go into uh, the Merkel Badgers uh, Class Three A Division. No, yeah, Division Two District Four Three A D Two. Let's see, Merkel is picked second. Ooh. Second behind Cisco, and Cisco last year. They were five and zero in district and nine and three overall. So that's 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 pretty tough to follow. Merkel last year, they were seven and six, and finished two and three in district. So they see uh, a lot of potential, especially in Jonah White, who is the preseason offensive MVP. And uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about the Badgers. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to catch a game this year. I may not, I may not make it, but I so, wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, I've been wanting to read that since two weeks ago when I first knew it existed.
0: If we're gonna talk about your high school, give me a second to look at mine.
1: I'm just glad it's, they're three A while. again. They were two A there for a while. And they've I have to they wait either changed. The- they've changed the classifications, or some people have moved in. I don't know. <laughs> but, we were always on the cusp, right there at the top or the bottom, of whichever classification it was that we were in.
0: Excuse me while I, I wade through the many, many uh, 6A schools to get to mine.
1: Yeah, he's he's uh, slowly turning the text.
0: Here we go. Um,
1: 6A that's Mesquite Horn,
0: insane. which you will know that uh, Horn was obviously the home of Jakeem Grant. Yeah, uh, some other players ended up at Oklahoma. Blank on their names doesn't matter. Mesquite Horn Jaguars, player to watch, quarterback Jermaine Givens. I have no idea who these people are. (laughs) Um, What do you mean? How do you not know? 2018 notes. The offense should remain explosive with district offensive MVP Givens, who threw 29 touchdown passes and ran for 20 more touchdowns. Dang, dude, 49 touchdowns.
1: Man, y'all got a lot more words than we did. We got like a whole half page over here, man. Yeah. Just kidding. I just got like a blurb. There, there was, well, there was more than what I read, obviously, but I'm just looking at the, the length of the paragraph here for the 6A. Yeah, gosh, just everything. All you, all you big schools, man, y'all just always thought y'all were better than everybody. Everybody writes more about you. Better believe it. Build big stadiums and whatnot. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't. You know, you'll learn as cool as you think you are, big and bad. <laughs> so we're in, in the district with Longview, the Lobos of Longview. Um, oh. oh, man. With how the, far is Longview from DFW? That's a pretty uh, good drive. It's an hour and a half drive. Hour and a half, that's all? Mm-hmm. It's uh, quick. It's 20.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Because Mesquite Horn is right off of 20.
1: Longview from here. Yeah, is, it's like is a while. Six, I was seven, trying to seven, do the, the subtraction from
0: from here to Dallas. So, in, in terms of prediction for the the district, Longview's picked first. Rockwall, the Yellow Jackets of Rockwall, picked second. Mesquite Horn third. The Tyler Lee Red Raiders picked fourth. Top four teams will go to the playoffs. Five Rockwall Heath. Sixth the Mesquite Skeeters. And the, that's still great. It's a it's a good mascot. That's a good mascot. And then my my first high school I went to North Mesquite Stallions picked seventh. Um, I transferred within the district so. I had some, some weird, weird rivalries going on there. Yeah, Obviously, is. the biggest rival was, was going to be with Mesquite. The North Mesquite-Mesquite game was always a big deal.
1: Yeah, I bet it would be. Well, Anyways. so, uh, you know, the takeaway here is that your school was picked third, mine was picked second. We that's We would the a floor with your entire district, <laughs> that's, dude. That's not, that's not up for debate. That's not how this works. All right. Okay, we'll talk tech football now. Sorry. Yes, please. <laughs> um... So the first scrimmage of the fall
0: camp was this past weekend. Had some news and notes come out of that. I think the biggest one we heard was uh, Octavius Morgan was injured. No official word has been released, but it looks like he will be out for at least significant time, if not the entire season.
1: Yeah, if you can go by what uh, was posted on Twitter by some teammates, um, then yes, it seems like an extensive... Time away from the game what, what were they saying you were telling they me about were that before they we were started. dedicating the season to him yes that's not the that's not what you want to hear that's that not, doesn't get what you say when you roll an ankle no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you've got turf toe you don't have you don't have the season named after you so this um not the best not the best news for sure um but we did tech did get an interesting bit of info just today on the recruiting this, front. This afternoon. Well, not recruiting, I guess. Well, maybe. Yeah, he, he was probably recruited. Yeah, I'm sure he
0: was recruited. Um, Texas defensive back John Bonney. He's a redshirt senior, graduated in December, is transferring to Texas Tech. Really odd timing that he's going to be joining the team um, in the middle of fall camp, but he'll be eligible this year. Bonnie himself did play uh he started two games last year he's, he started 15 games in his career he's played in 37 i think he played in all the games last season um he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school um every picture i see is of him playing against texas tech and this picture was here in lubbock breaking
1: up a pass against derek willies i so, just i just want to know with him being, he's a grad transfer you said right yes and We're, he will be I
0: can't remember if he's a a safety. I think he might be a safety.
1: I wonder if this has been in the works or not. But classes start two
0: two weeks from today. Two week, yes, because my my mom is coming to town this weekend to celebrate our son's fourth fourth birthday. Four years, you did it. Yeah, he'll be four um, tomorrow. Actually, she she kind of mentioned like, why did you pick the weekend of like move in like dorm move in for this party like that had no bearing i was planning a four-year-old birthday
1: party so door moving is this weekend <laughs> that would go back to like six years ago of decisions or maybe yeah so,
0: <laughs> i think they always moved you in about a week ahead of time so um it'll be about a week and a half before classes start if they move in this weekend so he'll have 10 days maybe to get settled and to start grad school well, out just here. to
1: get registered and everything i i don't know how that works it's I mean, registering seems so daunting to me back in the day. Maybe it's not as complicated as it was, or if it's grad school, maybe it's not that big a deal, but transferring all your stuff and you know, getting all your transcripts in order and getting everything moved, man, that's two weeks is going to go by pretty quick. Other interesting things, so he, he can play
0: both corner and safety, so maybe this will help with the Octavius Morgan injury. Right. Um, other interesting note: uh, Clay Jennings, who is on the Texas Tech staff, was um, Bonnie's position position coach at Texas.
1: Okay, so okay. there is some familiarity there. Um, Might have been a connection too. Maybe helped. So he will be joining the Texas Tech Red Raiders roster here pretty quickly. Um, yeah, we'll take a four star no matter what year, how much eligibility they have left. <laughs> that's that's always that's always great.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a as a senior too. So he's he's got some some experience that four star uh, base, as I would like to think of it. Um,
1: I I think I, I don't want to look too much into it, but it's really promising to see a guy who was probably highly recruited out of high school, who probably didn't play quite as much as he wanted to,
0: but still quite in a bit.
1: Austin, but still a lot. Who and for defense, like who Texas. sees what Texas Tech is doing and wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what the situation, maybe there was something going on at Texas that he either didn't like, or maybe uh, didn't want involved. to be involved with, or maybe <laughs> Herman just wanted him gone. Anything like that. But just on the surface, it it bodes well for Tech to see guys want to come here and want to play their last year of college here. Absolutely. And we've we've seen a couple do that, but you know, definitely not this late in the game and or this caliber or this caliber or. On defense, I don't think. Yeah, yeah that receiver from was it Oregon? Yes,
0: Seth, Seth Oregon State. Oregon State. Seth Collins. He's actually been making some news for him or name making a name for himself. Right. Uh,
1: you see offense do that. You see
0: offensive players come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingsbury mentioned see, he did he did make some plays in the in the scrimmage, saying he's still learning the uh, the offense. Um, I think he's going to be playing inside receiver, which is interesting because he's kind
1: of a big guy. Yeah, was he six one? No, no, maybe yeah, five. Ah, t- uh, dang it! I don't know. I he, look he's him on up. the he's on the bigger side
0: of the prototypical Texas Tech inside receiver.
1: Yeah. Well, what was his?
0: Seth S- Collins. Seth Collins. This is not blowing. So, so we were talking about doing a, a roster <laughs> quiz for Michael, and um, he did can't, not He didn't study.
1: Yeah, I. I which and is I even brought it up. Study. It was my idea to to tell Spencer, like, hey, just. Just quiz me on any position group; it'll be great for the podcast. And then uh, I, I printed off the roster last week, and I didn't study at all, so it would be really terrible for the podcast if this is what happened right so now. So I,
0: I, I was still going to still going to try uh, try to quiz him, and I was like, you know what? I'll, he didn't study. I'll start off easy. Start with one of the easier position groups, like a skill position. My first thought was receiver, and he he, he balked at that. Um, and then I said, okay, just do the quarterbacks. This is before we started. He named three. Yeah, I named stopped. three. That's pretty good. Which is not. Nice. That's all, right? <laughs> so there's Colt Garrett, one of the
1: guys you didn't get. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah,
0: um, and then this. See, when I said I would take a reference, because I don't know this guy's name either.
1: The guy that played at Level Oh, I remember. I remember him being recruited. All right, let's let's see. I've got the roster here, guys. It's great, great radio. Um, good thing he's not on the radio. All right, we've got. Nick Gerber, that's Nick him. Nick Gerber, there it is. So there's five. And Caleb Griffin. Six. From Keller. I knew there were six. Yeah, you were right. You knew exactly how many there were. I did not. Oh, oh yeah, um, Nick Gerber, I forgot. He also went to Tyler JC. Yeah. After uh, McLean did. McLean right. first name basis. Carter. After Carter did. <laughs> um,
0: so no no news on a starting quarterback being picked just yet. Um I don't think he's even uh, Kingsbury's even come out and said how that's going to happen. Like if he's going to dwindle down from three players competing to two, um, and if he's even going to announce that that happens, I'm sure if it goes from three to from three players to two, that the media will be able to pick up on who's getting the reps with what with what team, right? Pretty quickly. Um, so still got time to figure that out. Uh, but let's get onto our the rest of our. Preseason previews and predictions. I know. Game seven. We may 12. have to
1: roll pretty quick. It's already. It's already been thirty minutes. We haven't even gotten to the meat. I know. To the okay. meat of the podcast.
0: Game seven, in Lubbock, October twentieth. Time to be TBA, to be announced, to be determined. Kansas Jayhawks. Uh,
1: I, I like our chances. I do too. I, I like our chances <laughs> quite a bit. Last year, um, the S and had them ranked. 127th on offense. Okay,
0: so this is a Doug Meacham often, like coordinated <laughs> offense. This is a guy that was at uh, at Houston, at Oklahoma State, at TCU, and they had just about the worst offense in the country. This yeah. is Texas Tech defense bad of like 2014, 2015. Right,
1: that's why That's why I'm kind of laughing because I know how it feels to be on the other side of that. Um. Surprisingly, their defense was better at yeah. 104th 104th <laughs> not bad and, and Connolly I, I think he even mentioned on his deal he, he said something about uh, the 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 front five or what did he, what did he say it was the front six the front six and he I said something about them he was like don't be surprised if they if they uh, if they do pretty well this year so
0: one the title from the Bill Connolly preview of the Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> yeah. is well Kansas will give football another shot
1: <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> it's perfect um, but I think that their their and rating is bolstered a little bit by – they had some surprisingly high um, – what do they call it? Uh, disruptive place. Oh, okay. So All right. Like t- tackles for loss, sacks, that, that kind of thing. Deflections. Yeah, so th- that kind of raised up their, their defensive profile. Their efficiencies at 95th, explosiveness – 115th, which means they're giving a, a, a lot of big plays. Fill position 130th. I've never seen it that low, which means they're they're defending short fields and finishing drives. 115th means they're not stopping anybody from scoring. Yeah. So you will you host the, the the Jayhawks. This is not going to be their year to get you. Um, Beatty, unfortunately, maybe his last year at Kansas. Not really his fault. He was left with a dumpster fire after the previous two coaches didn't really seem to care. Or three i i can't remember so it was it was Beatty who who's like directly before him
1: was it when was mangini oh that, that was like 2007 8 and then it was
0: turner gill who went off to like buffalo and he was awful and now it was charlie weiss charlie weiss he was awful surprisingly and they're still paying him, which is
1: oh my god are
0: they really them and notre dame dude charlie weiss is bank and he hasn't worked in like three or four years making like 10 million dollars
1: that's a that's incredible
0: and then they've got uh, Beatty, who has actually worked with, with Kingsbury. He was, was on the offensive staff with Kingsbury at A and um, I think he was a wide receivers coach. Just you know, f- for their sake, I don't think I would fire Beatty this year. But I mean,
1: I don't. I don't think I would either. I, I don't know. One, who, who, who are you going to get? Right, uh, and, and
0: he's actually done really well in recruiting. They've actually they picked up like a potential five-star player at one point. You're like, what is happening? Well,
1: and like like I was trying to say earlier, and then I completely biffed on it, uh, Connolly said, he said, you know, as far as the defense is concerned, he said that the secondary imploded, but a load of JUCOs could increase competition in the back. If that happens, the front six could be one of Big 12's best. And then he says, no, seriously.
0: Yeah, so that, and then Seth actually pointed out, um, they had a all Big 12 caliber linebacker, maybe not like a Dakota Allen Jordan Brooks, but maybe like second team or like Big 12 honorable mention. Right. And Joe Dineen, Um he's a big dude, 6'2", 235. Yes. Um, he would be one of their key players. Um, I would go with Khalil Herbert or just any of their, their running backs. One of their big recruits is a running back. who's a four-star guy. Um. And then, like they have one receiver that they're gonna to go to is Steven Sims, and he was pretty good.
1: Well, if they could get to where they can run the ball a little bit, they'll. That might help them stay in some games or take, uh, you know, Maybe. get a little bit further down the field. <laughs> so, if they could return the ball some uh, on special teams, I, I don't know. I, I I like our chances. I, I was gonna I say. I, 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 I don't before. think I don't
0: think there's there's any su- surprise here that I'm I'm marking this one down as a win. Me too. So that'll put Texas Tech, at least for me, at 5-2 and two after seven games.
1: Yep, we're identical so far. Game
0: Game 8. This one's tricky. You travel to Ames, Iowa to face the fighting Matt Campbells. Oh, oh man. have not lost to your Texas Tech Red Raiders since Matt Campbell had gotten there.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: it's been two very, very ugly games. You lost by 56 points. One, the first time they played them up in Ames uh sixty six to ten, it was not even like the same team. This was a Patrick Mahomes led offense and you scored ten points. Um, just you just looked out of sorts from the get go. Last season, same type of thing. At home. You couldn't move the ball against them. They uh figured you out on defense it seems. Um and then that kind of spread to the rest of the conference. I think that they're starting to pick up on that, that they're uh, you can have success if you drop Five or six guys in the coverage, uh, starting with three safeties deep. So they're going into um, kind of like a, a cover three, then like flooding the middle of the field with linebackers and corners. Hmm. So have a hard time going deep on three safeties. Have a hard time going underneath with, you know, another four or five guys in coverage there. Um, you would hope you'd be able to run the ball against a three-man front, especially if you've got all those guys in coverage, but... You weren't able to do that last year. Hopefully you'll be able to do that a little bit better this year, but you are going on the road. Um, Weird things happen in Ames. So, speaking of their defense, last season, S P Plus rating, ranking of 31st in the country. That's one of the best in the conference. That's salty. That's pretty salty. That's not bad. Um, efficiency 53rd, explosiveness 53rd, field position 27th, meaning they're, they're going to make you drive the length of the field. Um Finishing drives thirty seventh, which means they're going to make you drive the length of the field, and they're doing a really good job of keeping you from scoring. Mm-hmm. Offense, um, not so good. Seventy first uh, for their S and P Plus overall ranking. Um, really, I don't. You know, they've got uh, their running back David Montgomery. Um, still got Alan Hazard so, somehow. Right? I think. Or is he gone? I don't know. Shoot, he may I, be I gone. And then their quarterback Kyle Kemp. Um, you know they haven't had a quarterback play the entire season. I think can. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to pull this stat from the uh, the Solid Verbal Podcast they did the Big Twelve preview. It's been like a decade since they've had one quarterback play the entire season. Wow.
1: Well i i, I don't I don't think we're gonna have. Uh, I don't think things are gonna go our way. I I do think. Matt Campbell's done a great job, um, but this is going to be my, not that it matters what I think, but this is going to be my kind of evaluation year of, of how great he's done, was last year, I don't think last year was definitely completely blind luck, I don't think that at all, I think he had some things fall in place the right way, and you just went through why his defense was so successful, and you he had can't, the guys to do it. Go into Go into Norman, no. blind luck, and beat a Baker and beat, Mayfield and beat the Heisman winner, the number one and draft they're, pick.
0: They're so they're so loaded on offense, and they, they did a good job of stopping them. It's like they stopped you. They flooded the field with, with uh, zone coverage, and Baker Mayfield just couldn't pick it apart. Right. Um, so that's not like that's not a fluke. Their defense is is was pretty stout. we Will be probably just as stout again this year.
1: Yeah, so with with that. Going said, on the road, so wait, you're, you're not playing
0: them super late in the season, end of October, so it's not gonna be like freezing cold. Right. You're not <laughs> playing them in, in November, like late November, November when they've had some success against top ranked teams, but I just right now at least preseason Spencer is picking this as a loss.
1: So am I. I have I have an L in there right now too. Um until
0: you can you can prove that you can run the ball and and, and keep drives alive. That um, You can get around defenses that will just drop back and make you beat them through the air or make you beat them on the ground. Um, you've struggled against this team the past two years. It's been really ugly. Um, again, until you show me otherwise, I'm
1: going to mark this one down as a loss. Which, it, it kind of stings to do that because... Well for a couple of reasons, but uh Connolly hasn't projected in the S P plus to go six and six this year. And so if that were to actually be true
0: But yet still top fifty in the country at forty six. Right. That that's also true. Uh, which
1: means they're deep, like he's still
0: banking on their defense. Yeah, their defense is gonna solid. do well.
1: well. what I wanted to bring up too is this could possibly one of be one of if not the only time Tech has played in names to a packed stadium. What is it, Jack Trice Stadium or whatever that is? Yeah. If if they're doing as well, I mean, there's a lot of buzz at that program. Uh, there, I don't, you know, there there seem to be quite a bit of empty seats through there when I whenever I'd watch a Iowa State game. But <laughs> you know, that doesn't help our chances either to have a packed stadium up in a nope, not a hostile place by any means, but just a place that just hasn't treated a, treated us well in a while. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I think Texas Tech's
0: best hope for switching this game, at least going in the future, is if Matt Campbell is not the head coach of Iowa State. Which is I, weird to say that, like, you know, this guy that came up from Toledo and now he's taken over Iowa State for two years, he's had your number. Um, that's sad. Okay, I, I'm, I'm done commiserating yeah, let's, Iowa State Cyclones with I'm, passing I'm, Texas I'm tar-
1: Tech. I'm tired of hearing Matt Campbell praise because it, it seems to be all... Yeah, Everyone so, ever does is compare him to Kingsbury and Going all back that. to the
0: the Adam McClintock talk preview we talked about last week, he's got Iowa State going four and eight. I think that's absurdly low for them.
1: I would agree. So he's also I got Texas to, Tech but at I 2 and 10,
0: which I think is low. Baylor at five and seven, that's way too low. I don't high. like that at all. Um actually, so and then I was listening to the Solid Verbal Big Twelve preview. They were all over West Virginia. I was like, do you not realize they have like 70 scholarship players? They're like, they're so deep. I was like, Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) Maybe they're like me. (laughs) Game number seven, eight, nine on the schedule, November 3rd in Lubbock versus Oklahoma. This one's interesting because you don't know what they have at quarterback because the situation with Kyler Murray is he's signed that contract to play professional baseball. Um, meaning he's making money this year. He's actually making more money than Lincoln Rally, I think, which is hilarious.
1: Is that true? It's
0: either that or it was like really close. It's like He's like in the four how or five is that million even, how dollar range. How is the
1: coach... Oh my gosh, I didn't realize he was getting that much um, dough. off so, the gate.
0: One of those things where it's like, very easy to see if he even so much as uh, tweaks a hammy or rolls an ankle or... Sprains a wrist. Even if like his non-throwing wrist, he's gonna call it quits because he's gotta. He wants to save his health for his professional baseball career because he's already getting paid for that. This is his one shot at football. After this season, he's gonna go play baseball. Um, Behind Murray, I don't know what they have in quarterback.
1: Right, I don't know either. And I think you're right. This is quoting that he he will uh, pay him in the neighborhood of five million dollars. That's a
0: lot of money for a, for a,
1: a college a college player Wow that seems like such a great area how can yeah. that how can that be happening Well because okay how is
0: that okay so uh, Bradley Marquez was was paid as a professional baseball player while he was at Texas Tech
1: okay I don't think I realized that I knew he was I think uh, we
0: mentioned it a while ago I, maybe when we mentioned this before but he was actually like baited, Texas Tech did not give sorry once once Marquez signed his professional contract, he was no longer on scholarship at Texas Tech. They were able to use that okay. scholarship with somebody else. He was paying his own way. So essentially a walk-on for two or three years, or maybe the entire time he was there. One of the better walk-on receivers Texas Tech Yeah, had. not bad. <laughs> not bad. Um, so but the other thing that gets me, even if they struggle at quarterback, uh, that Rodney Anderson dude at running back is going to tear this conference apart.
1: Well, they always have solid running backs. And they since usually like, have, I, I don't know, since 1994. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I mean, usually more than one, like a tandem of really solid guys. Uh, I forgot what year it was, but we had, I think there were two of them that ran over 100 yards on us, like in 2012. No, something like that. And they they just always have solid Guys that can really run the football and find the gaps and run over people too. So that's not surprising at all that they've that they've got a successful guy back there. I'm looking up Lincoln Riley's. I've, I've got to look up his his salary.
0: So when you talk about um, Oklahoma running backs, these are guys that had um, Demarco Murray, Quentin Griffin. Some guys in the history I don't recognize. Adrian Peterson. Um, gosh, there's somebody else that uh, you think I would remember because they had a thirty for thirty about him. Who was it? Silence. Um, that's not going to help. That's an article about Ronnie
1: Anderson. <laughs> okay, there's there's actually an article on here that's uh, Lincoln Riley will. Barely make more than his starting QB in 2018, and this is on College Football Talk. Uh, coach's salary is 4.8 million, um, and the signing bonus for Kyler Murray was 4.7. So just, just barely. I, Riley did make, I say only. Well, that, that's quote for he made like 2.1 million last year. <laughs> so Kingsbury made more than
0: Riley uh dude OU yeah. was like well like, let's
1: see what he had i think he had 2.8 with i think he had it was 2.7 million and i think he had a seven hundred thousand dollar bonus
0: but like just think about the uh the value OU is was getting at paying lincoln rally two million dollars and got him to the playoff man so the guy i was thinking of was marcus dupree okay okay back.
1: oh yeah I think I actually watched that 30-for-30. 30 30. It was a good one. I enjoyed yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it was great. All right, so back to the Oklahoma preview. Defense is going to be solid again. Um, it's one of those games, like, I just I don't know what it's going to come down to because of your offense, the Texas Tech offense, um, and the questions that they have Oklahoma has on offense. Like I said, they have Ronnie Anderson. They've got receiver, CeeDee Lamb, who was really good last year. Um their defense has been pretty good you you've had some moderate success, but typically not enough
1: yeah some more than moderate success against their defense two years ago, but of course that didn't end up in a win it didn't help anyway um, i mean i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna mark this down as a loss me too man so we're we're trying to stack up the l's here we're we're not doing this uh you know, we don't talk about these before we record, but right now you and I are dead even after nine games, uh, picking five, five
0: and, and
1: four. four. Yep. Very next week, November 10th,
0: also in Lubbock, Texas. You get Oklahoma and Texas back-to-back weeks in Lubbock.
1: In Lubbock. That was the only thing I liked about that new round-robin schedule was because... Uh, that you would get them in Lubbock back-to-back, but usually you also get them on the road back-to-back or something.
0: So the, I think the biggest biggest thing that I'm concerned about this year, or any year you play Texas, you always seem to be kind of starstruck. Um, they always seem to come in and kind of push you around a little bit. Their defense, again, may be the best in the conference. They're going to be up
1: there with TCU and Iowa State. And just the most consistent – it seems like they always and and you know to talk about OU's running backs. I know you're talking defense, but Texas always finds some really athletic running backs too.
0: And they've got good receivers, but like they their receivers receivers kind of come out of nowhere. Um, they've got that uh, that guy from Abilene, Joe is his last name, which is an interesting first name as a last name. Um, Lorenzo Joe. Lorenzo Joe, which is yeah, like his name is backwards. That's that's I like that a lot, um, and then uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, another receiver, man,
1: great nothing. Um Reggie Hempill Maps, yep, hill Maps. Um, what about their, their running backs? What you got in there? Hang on, let me let me scroll. Where are we? Where are we? Rushing
0: Trey Watson. Yeah, so they they picked up the Cal transfer uh, Trey Watson that you were in on. Um, They just, yeah. The, I think the biggest question for them on offense is going to be their their quarterback. Um, is it going to be Sam Ellinger? Is it going to be Shane Bichelle? Some other guy that comes in and makes them look pedestrian or highlights how pedestrian those two quarterbacks are. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, again, you're you're back. You're still in Lubbock. Um, Planning gets one of the best defenses in the, in the conference. Reeling from a loss against OU. I'm going to go with another loss here.
1: Oh, I'm, we're winning this thing. I thought this i thought this uh, when we did this in May. We're, we're going to beat Texas, dang it. We're going to beat Texas in Lubbock for the first time in, what, 10 years? It'll be 10 years now. Well, and
0: so, so here's the thing. So I, I'm thinking about it, and I'm kind of maybe talking myself out of it. On the road with a McLean-Carter-Nick-Shimanek
1: offense, you were able to beat them. Right. like In Austin. In Austin. We've won two out of the last three. <laughs> the one you, put you it lost. that way. The one you
0: lost was in Lubbock. Oh, and
1: it was a heartbreaker, too. We should have won that one. You at the end. Yeah. One of, you know, like Mahomes made probably 100 great plays that day, and then that was one really bad one. But you can't hold it against him, because we were in a position to actually win that thing. And, man, it was... It was so close just pulled away just pulled away from us clutched away at the end <laughs> but I, I think finally the, the breaks will go Tex way this year in Lubbock the Jones will be rocking as always for this game uh, I'm, I'm counting on it W marking it down W <laughs> alright
0: the very next week you've got to stretch if you hear all these games are back to back to back um after you, sorry. So, you you have that bye week going into the TCU game, and then obviously you're off that weekend, and then you play Kansas the next weekend. So you kind of get those like a, a ten day break, but around the TCU game, right? Uh, and then you're you're straight through the rest of the season. Um November seventeenth in Manhattan, Kansas, Kansas State. So interesting note here, Bill Snyder's contract was recently extended, given a five year extension. Was it five? Five years. So, Which I think it was more of a, um, a move to kind of settle some nerves for the fan base and the recru- recruits. Um, despite Bill Snyder's age his health concerns, he will be the coach going forward. Good move on Snyder's part because I think he's trying to hold out to make sure his son takes over as the head coach, which I think is a bad idea. Um, He's 78. 78. So his contract will run through... So he'll turn 79 during the season. Yep. Um, He will be 84 the time this contract expires if he's still coaching. That's incredible.
1: More power to him. I hope he is. I hope he's still doing well, well enough to coach. Because I think I remember reading that. I didn't remember it was that long, but I think he has... Like a year-to-year deal after that. Is that is that right?
0: I'm not that familiar with his contract. I just know they recently extended it. Um, kind of a big deal for a coach his age. Kind of just hanging on. Yeah. But it seems like every year... I mean, year not just on the, hanging on. He's in well, command yeah. of, yeah, that's, of every, that's what get. every Every year he's on the sideline, he's surprising. He does surprisingly well with the little talent well seemingly less talent than the rest of the conference and he does six and six seven and five seasons where you're like well, how are you doing this And it's because he will grind you to dust yeah their offense is methodical super boring
1: three yards four yards seven seven yards they just they just lull you to sleep and they'll, <laughs> they'll break like a ten yard run on you're like oh no can they get another first down man I have to say I I, I Got to see my great aunt this past weekend, and uh, she got to meet my daughter, which was fun. And she's 81, and just as with it, and she she can't get around as good as she can anymore just because of health issues. But uh, she she can out talk you, she can out shop you. Like my mom, <laughs> she she made my mom shop till she dropped, and mom's like 20 years younger than her. And uh, anyway, I it's just. Incredible to see octogenarians there you go uh just dominating life it's a, it just gives me hope I don't know, I really like it. I think it's cool that that Snyder signed a contract and that he expects to coach till he's eighty three pretty much. I don't think he's the type that would sign a contract if he didn't think he could fulfill it in one form or another so. You know, hats off to the 80 year olds out there still running circles around us.
0: Let's talk 30 somethings. They're, they're quarterbacks because that's, that's kind of like where all, their offensive identity kind of revolves around. Is, is this guy more of a thrower or a passer? They've got three guys that are. Thrower or a passer? Yes. <laughs> thrower or a passer? No. Uh, a rusher <laughs> or a thrower. Jesse Ertz, Skyler Thompson, Alex Delton. They've all, they all played a little bit last season. Okay. Um, Jesse Ursh and Skyler Thompson will run the ball, but they're more of a more of a balanced dual threat. Whereas Delton is definitely like he will throw it like once every ten plays. He's
1: he's gonna he's gonna take off yeah. with it if he if he sees anything. He's definitely the runner there. Um, just the thing, like you've you
0: historically struggled with running quarterbacks especially Man. Kansas State because they just do such a good job of, of loading the offensive line and they'll pull and they'll have a fullback and a running back and then you just have usually they've had like just massive quarterbacks you know I think of um
1: oh gosh what's his name
0: the the big quarterback they had a couple of years ago
1: was it Jake Jake somebody no <laughs> you sure
0: um, anyways, they were just really difficult to, to, to bring down, and if you did, he always fell forward. And like so, he got another extra two yards in the end of his run, just because he fell forward. Um,
1: Who was it? Gosh, you're really. I'm good at searching. Are you though? Because this is not coming up. What year was it?
0: There was one in uh, 2010, 2011, where they were like, where Kansas State was like 11 and one. Colin Klein. Colin Klein. There was him. He was a big guy and the one after him it may have been a, a Thompson but not Scott Thompson. Either way, usually have really good offensive line play. They have a so-so running backs, kind of a deficit at receiver. Defense is a will slow you down a little bit. They'll make you earn it. Um but they're definitely more of a team that's gonna just run the clock, really reduce your chances, your time of your time of possession, um, put the pressure on you to be as efficient as possible because they just will grind the game out. you you've had some success against them the past few years, really close to them this past year. Unfortunately, ended up your defense kinda gave it away there at the end. Uh Kansas State was able to close the gap and take the lead late in the game. Uh you had the chance to tie it. Did you get did it go to overtime?
1: Yes, it did go to overtime. It did go to overtime. People were all over and then Kingsbury for not I I think we had some time left and we just we just played for overtime, I think. Yes. Time left in regulation. Yeah, that's right. But
0: you went on defense first. Kansas State scored a touchdown. You needed a touchdown. Nick Schimonek on fourth down, as we like to say, threw it to shallow water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a fourth down pass, through into the stands, which makes no sense because nobody had a chance to catch it. Nope. Um, Burns. While you are going to Manhattan on this game, I am confident that you will win this game.
1: Oh, Spencer picking the win. The win in Manhattan. I'm picking the L, I'm picking, I'm picking a loss there, and it's not so much on the matchup, part of it is, part of it, well, a lot of it is really, Snyder just kind of has text number, uh, he's able to, like you pointed out, just kind of beat you to death, but with a pillow. Like, it, it, it's just, you, you don't even know it's happened until it's happened. And then you look up and you realize that, oh, yeah, we, we lost. Was that a death by a thousand cuts? Uh-huh, yeah. Or all of a sudden you, you look up and you realize that your, uh, your offense with your top ten draft pick didn't score a point for like a quarter and a half in the last half of a game. While, while your defense was stopping. <laughs> while your state, defense was playing lights out so yeah i i will take so i i'm taking an l there and a lot of the reason i'm taking an l there is because uh you know all of that is factored in but spoiler alert i don't think we're an eight win team (laughs) so that's a lot of the reason why i'm taking an l there (laughs) are you
0: just building in a loss so you don't get to eight wins well
1: the ut the ut and uh kansas state games were kind of coin flips for me and so I really want to beat UT and I think we can in Lubbock this year. So that's where I put the W there and I put the L on K State. That was my thought process. So spoiler alert. Okay.
0: <laughs> Let me point you to the statistician Bill Connolly here. Okay, what's what's Connolly got? So for this matchup he's got you know, obviously he's got the projected S and P rank for Texas Tech at forty seven. The projected margin of this game, Kansas State plus .3. Not even a. It's full gonna be. Point I know. It's gonna home. be
1: kind of like. It's there, gonna be like last year, but it's gonna be way. Le, uh, I, I think it's gonna be like 27-27 or something at the end of regulation, or something crazy. Kansas State win probability of this game, fifty-one percent.
0: And this it, is a team it really at is home. A, this is a
1: team at home. It is. A, it is a coin flip. I, I get you. I get you, man. But I, I don't want. I don't want to be that optimistic. I don't want to be that optimistic yet. I can't allow myself to be. I, I, I want to be that hopeful, but I, I'm, I'm going to let it play out a little bit more. I don't know. if we'll, We probably shouldn't revise these. We'll just leave these alone. These will be no, our... No, because
0: we're, we're going to use them to, to make fun of ourselves later in the oh, season. Oh, well, of course. Because any,
1: any chance to make fun of ourselves. I'm, the, uh, I'm totally for that. Cause... The
0: negative on, on this side of the, the table over here, me, Spencer, so far I've got tech... At through eleven games, two, three, four, five, six, and five. Me too. Going into the Baylor game.
1: Yep. This is this is
0: coming from somebody like three weeks ago said you're going to win four games.
1: Yeah. You've already. I'm, I'm you've already, already gone, gone up in the Kool Aid. probably, probably the,
0: the non-conference sweep. I've got you going three and zero there. Mm-hmm. That may not be the case. All right, game number twelve, possibly the last game of the season. Although, if, if our predictions hold true you still have one more because we're both at six wins, at least six wins. Right. Baylor Bears in Arlington. Um, What do you think of Matt Rule?
1: I think Rule is, I think he's recruited well. I don't know how. Uh, He seems to be who they need right now. But I'm I'm just not, is, is that
0: the uh, the the Batman reference? The hero they <laughs> they need,
1: but not the one they deserve, or something? Remember that line? Yeah, is? at the end of Dark Knight, uh, I I do kind of like him. I I I think that he's got some good qualities to him.
0: And, okay, so here's here's the thing that I think is most interesting. Um, Seth pointed out that like 80 or 85 percent of teams. Will have a win-loss variation of plus or two minus games from one year to the next. Right, I remember so, doing that. 2017, they were one and eleven. Obviously, you can't lose two more games than that. If they were to fall within that statistical category of plus or minus two games, really shouldn't be expected to go better than three and nine, maybe four and eight. A lot of people have them going five and seven and six and six. Like that's a five-game swing on a Baylor team that. Showed you nothing last year.
1: Only Matt Campbell's capable of such heroics. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I'm past Iowa State right now. Yeah, he's definitely outside of that because I think I think they won three games the first, his first year, and then they won eight last year. So did they only win three games his first year? They've only won eleven huh. since he's been there. So I, I just did the reverse math.
0: That was good reverse math.
1: Thank you. I think it's called subtraction. True. So the quarterback for uh,
0: Baylor Bears, Charlie Brewer. You might recognize that name. That is a very familiar name. Brother Michael Brewer was former quarterback for you Texas Tech Red Raiders before he injured his back, moved on to Virginia Tech, opened the door for the saga that was Davis Webb versus... Baker Mayfield Uh so you kind of understand his his make as an athlete a little bit of a running running quarterback Um, last year he was decent Uh, obviously not very good if it's 1-11 but I don't think that was Brewer's fault he was a true freshman yeah Um, still not sure what to think of the Baylor Rule offense because it's so different from what it used to be. Um, they still have like pieces of their their really explosive offense, especially their receivers, guys like Chris Platt. Um, I just saw the name and Denzel Mims. Those are guys that played for Art Briles and. Kendall Bryles were really good. Um, They did pick up the transfer from Tennessee, Jalen Hurd. He was a quarterback for them, then went to receiver. um, Or or maybe he went to running back. Yes. Sorry, he went from quarterback to running back. Now he'll be playing receiver for Baylor. Wow. He's a big dude, 6'4", 230. That's pretty stout. Also could be a running back, which is, at that size, you're like, good night, that's a big dude. Um, I just, I don't see them making a five-game jump, um, going from 111 to 6-6, to which means, just in that alone, I think Texas Tech will win this game. Me too. So I've got Texas Tech going 7-5. and five.
1: Yep, we both do, but we've got we're, we're flipped game, on UT and K State. Yeah, the only games we're, we differ, we differ on
0: two games on a twelve game schedule. <laughs> you
1: know this this doesn't make for great uh, conflict, I'm sure for for anyone who was wanting that. But that's we
0: we, we should have picked like exact opposite schedule. Like you picked like a, a sweep, yeah. I pick a. a Straight three losses.
1: Talk you I, into, I, can't,
0: I can't do three losses with Lamar in there, though.
1: Yeah, and then I, and then I talk you into, uh, yeah, but we're going to win in Ames, and then we're going to beat OU. I like, <laughs> just do like the complete opposite. You, you picked a loss in Oklahoma State.
0: I would have said, we'll win that one. We'll lose West Virginia. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, you pick a win in Fort Worth. I'll pick a loss.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could have done that.
0: We, we should have been a little more interesting. So 7-5. <laughs>
1: that should be our motto. <laughs>
0: That should be how we sign off. <laughs> Wish we could be a little more interesting. Thanks for but...
1: listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. We should have been a little bit more interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was actually one of the, one of the bumpers on, um, on the radio show this morning, this afternoon, that listeners, after listening to this show, they would bring their sports IQ just below average. Hey, there it is. <laughs> I was like, dang it, that would have been perfect for our Level playing field. Um, so, yeah, I... I Going into this, did you little see the, preview, did not expect to be picking a winning season, especially a seven and five. Um, I think, you know, at seven and five, you're probably looking at an extension for Kingsbury because he's, I wouldn't say do one, but like he's getting towards the end of his contract where you would expect a coach to be extended or let go.
1: Right. If if anything, just for the sake of recruiting and for. Your assistance and to let them know that they're going to be stable around for a while, unless Kingsbury decides to let them go. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to bring up one other thing: the the Baylor win probability to kind of echo what we were looking at at Kansas State based on the stuff. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. Baylor win probability against Tech is forty nine percent, which a, means Texas Tech has a fifty one percent chance. Right. Where I picked.
0: The opposite with the Kansas State game, where Texas Tech had the 49% to win over Kansas State. Yep. I, I don't see how this is a, a, a such a close toss-up between these two teams.
1: That that boggles my mind. We, we may be wishing it may be we hadn't offense. said this in, in the, 12 weeks or something, but or maybe it's the neutral site. Tech has played, they have not played well in Arlington. I don't know if that has anything to do with S&P rankings. I doubt they take that into effect, but... Tech has not played well there, so yeah,
0: seven and five, both of us. Um, Meineke,
1: if, Car Care Gator
0: Bowl game. If we go seven and five, I, I mean, we're going to be on the verge of being satisfied with the season. Yeah, because on do, the verge, you do, you do improve from six and six. Um, obviously, winning more games, you're not improving your your conference win total because I think. If you go three and zero in non-conference, you're still gonna have a losing record in in, uh, in your conference schedule. If you're only finishing at seven and five, yep, you're gonna go four and five. So you're still bury digging yourself deeper into that hole, especially for Kingsbury's career record versus t- Big Twelve teams. Um, he's below five hundred, isn't he? Yes, and I don't even think it's close. To he's close to five hundred. Oh, he's overall. close to five hundred overall.
1: That's right. That's the stat I saw. Yeah, you're right. There's no way it's. It's probably below like
0: 300. One more stat that we keep pointing to, that we've pointed to a lot, especially the past couple of seasons. Do you think Tex and Kingsbury's record will improve by, sorry, in games where they're trailing at halftime this
1: season? Currently, they're like oh. 2 and 20. Yeah, the Texas game, and I can't remember the other one. It was a while ago. But the Texas game last year was two. That was yeah, the second win, one. Win number two in year, was is it five? <laughs> well, he's on a streak. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. on a streak. He's on a 1-0 streak of being down at halftime and coming back and winning. So I'm going to say yes. Which also means that we had the lead in the bowl game and lost it. Oh, man. Is that right?
0: Well, if, if, if your streak comment is right. I said one
1: zero, Yeah,
0: well, then it's... Well, I don't know if we
1: had the lead in the bowl game. Well, now we're going to have to look it at that. At halftime. Go on. What were you going to say? Well, I think he's going to I think he's going to get another one. I think he's going to get another notch in, notch in the belt. Just one? Well, I thought that was your question, was at least one. Okay, sure. <laughs> what?
0: Okay, which game do you think it's going to be?
1: Oh, man. You're going to make me pick it? Um just Okay, okay. Alright, I've got us. Okay, uh, I've got two I've got two possibilities right here. Oh, sorry, you were tied at halftime in the bowl game. Oh, okay. 10-10. Alright, so see. See he's on a one off streak. And then
0: gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, that wasn't good. Those were, there were a lot of wide open receivers. So you go ten points in the first quarter with no coverage. Very soft. Soft as a, soft as a feather mattress, <laughs> coverage. I don't know where you're going with this, but zero <laughs> points in the second quarter, fourteen in the third,
0: ten in the fourth. So pretty even except for the second quarter. You South Florida just like ramped up on you. They went three points in the first, seven in the second, seven in the third,
1: twenty-one in the fourth. Yeah, that's not the that's not a good way to end the. That, the that, season. That's a that's a collapse like we've seen, far too often. I'm thinking okay, I I picked two of them. For possibilities for the uh, down at halftime stat, I'm picking Houston. I could I could see us mm-hmm. being down at halftime against nope. Houston, Mm-mm. and then come back and win, and then West Virginia. Maybe West Virginia, but definitely not. I don't think it, I don't think it'd be down at half.
0: Really, to either one of those teams, it may be tied or you know it have a small lead. I think your biggest one where you can come back and win, uh, where you're down at halftime, would be uh, Kansas State.
1: Well, you see or Ole Miss maybe or Ole Miss or Ole Miss okay so uh,
0: those are both teams I think um, one Kansas State has this innate ability to start the game with the ball and end a half with the ball somehow they'll score at the very end um, or they'll score right at the end of the first half and then receive the opening kick in the second half which is a huge momentum swing where oh gosh like, if you're like I felt within, like that happened to us all the time last it, year if you're like, say you're down three points, and you had this last drive, they scored a touchdown, you're down ten. Third quarter starts, they score another touchdown, you're down seventeen. You went from three to seventeen in two drives, without you having a chance to get the ball.
1: Yeah, I felt like a lot of times last year we uh, we went down the field and we kicked a field goal that we missed, and then and then we turned the ball over on downs, and then kicked the ball off at you know after halftime. It just kind of snowballed. So yeah, I know I, I think know the, the it, biggest I get what thing you're saying for sure, kind of in regards to that
0: that frustrated me frustrated me last year, was all those end of halves, end of games possessions. you had time and you like just ran it out. Like, I, yep. I, I, want, I want to see you be more more risky. I, and I, I get that. People are like, well, what if you you turn the ball over and you give the other team another shot? I, I get that, but I want to see you be more, a little more aggressive. Thanks for joining us on the 27th episode of the 23 personnel podcast. Be sure to check out the mailbag edition where we talk about how Mike Leach would have done. Would he still be the all time wins leader if he had to schedule only three out of conference games instead of the four We got some updated odds on the starting quarterback an update to cord cutters corner and what we learned this week for Michael. I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us this week.